And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. Saving the world one soundbite at a time. Uh, Tony from Piedmont just called in and made sure I knew that uh, Granny in the movie uh, 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 Outlaw Josie Wales called them Missouri Ruffians. So um, I'm not sure how to take that. Right side ruffians is our our our, our mantra. So, <laughs> we don't we don't want to be red legs though. That's that's not where we're going. Anyway, um, yeah. Hey, um, listen. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna cover some uh, stuff today related to the war on gas. I see some folks texting me in about the gas stove thing. I'm very aware. We're gonna cover that. Don't worry. We're gonna get there. Um, I'm gonna do number one of the triple dipper though. Is something that is just to me. I the more I got into this, the more I thought, man, like. I knew it was bad in Mexico. Like, I, I'd, I'd already decided that if we, Charlene and I had a vacation that took us across a border somewhere, that it was not going to be to Mexico. I decided that a couple of years ago. But I'm just be honest with you. Um, I had no idea some of what's been happening down there. And maybe you're beginning to see some video. If you watch Fox News, they've been covering the violence between the cartels and the Mexican government. Uh, the government of President Obrador, who adopted, by the way, a, a policy uh, as to the cartels. He calls it hugs, not bullets. What a stupid thing to say. These people don't want hugs. They, so anyway, I'm going to go down the, the, the row on some of this. But I'll start off by telling you, too, um, the whole new sheriff thing in town that is going to be number two in the Triple Dipper, it kind of bleeds over into this section because just yesterday, just yesterday, story on Fox News. Um, Texas Republican Representative Pat Fallon has filed impeachment articles against Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, delivering on a promise that he made last week before the 118th Congress was sworn in. Um, it says the articles of impeachment call for high crimes and misdemeanors. And um, literally the first article in there says that Mayorkas has failed to faithfully execute the Secure the Fence Act of 2006. The article says that law requires the Secretary of Homeland Security to maintain operational control over the entire international land and maritime borders of the United States, and he has definitely not done that. So, yeah, Republicans are saying right off the bat uh, they are calling for impeachment. Now, keep in mind, impeachment requires the Senate to be engaged also. They refer the articles of impeachment. It's kind of like the House becomes like a grand jury. The Senate becomes the trial. So in the process of impeachment, you can refer articles of impeachment, but you still have to get it through the Senate for it to be full and, and, and official. But will he want to go through the embarrassment of the uh, hearings? I don't know. Um, I say all that because he's the guy in charge right now of securing our border against what is being called right now potentially a fragile, if not failed state in some places. Now, you can be a failed state. This is, this is a, by the way, this is an international law definition. They actually track what they refer to as fragile states and failed states. There are pretty much no arguments that much of Mexico is what they would call a fragile state. And in some places, Sinaloa being one of them, in some places they could actually refer to it as a partially failed state. So what's going on? You may remember El Chapo. The, uh, the Sinaloa drug lord that we, uh, we, we caught a few years back. Well, his son was captured. So one of the best um, pieces that I found that describes the details of where we've been over the last week and a half came from Canadian television news, CTV. CTV News had a story on January 7th. It says, The capture of the son of one of the world's most notorious drug king kingpins sparked a wave of violence in Mexico's northwest Sinaloa state this week. Members of the Sinaloa cartel engaged in gunfights with the Mexican military after it had captured Ovidio Guzman, 
one of the sons of the former cartel boss, Joaquin El Chapo Guzman, on Thursday. Okay, by the way, that does not do it justice. If you've seen the videos, when they say engaged in gunfights, we're not talking about a drive-by shooting. We're not talking about pot shots here and there. We're not even talking about exchanging some small arms fire. We're talking about literally armored vehicles on both sides, helicopter gunships. I'm not kidding you. Automatic weapons, heavy caliber crew-served weapons. Y'all, this has been this has been like Fallujah in some places. It's been amazing to see these videos and know that those are supposedly, you know, part of the Western Hemisphere's third world, uh, second world, first world, you know, environment. So a video Guzman Lopez, the uh, the son of the, the drug lord, is known by his nickname, The Mouse. He's wanted in the United States on a drug-related indictment. He and his brother, Joaquin Guzman, were indicted in April 2018. So Mexico's Defense Secretary, Luis Crescencio uh, Sandoval, uh, described a video as the leader of the Sinaloa faction. So they went in and did this major raid, right? They captured this, this you know, I don't know how old he is, actually. I need to find out. The mouse. Um, and obviously he's not a kid because he's in charge of the cartel. But they tried to capture him uh, in 2019. Ended in a gunfight there, left eight people dead. They tried to offer a $5 million reward, didn't get there. But the latest violence began when Mexican security forces captured Ovidio in a pre-dawn raid. And if you've seen some of the video of it, I mean, I did some, I did some operations in Baghdad that were smoother and shinier than this was. Cartel members, it says, set up roadblocks trying to stop them from getting him out, including at the airport in uh, Culiacan, outside a local army base, and points of entry to Culiacan in response. But Sandoval said the Air Force still managed to fly Ovidio to Mexico City, where he's being held. Alleged cartel members also responded to the capture by carjacking Culiacan rest- residents and setting vehicles on fire. In other words, they turned on the citizenry. Um, Ten military personnel and one police officer and 19 Sinaloa cartel members were killed in the initial gunfight. That was the initial gunfight. We're talking about they had an all-out battle in which uh, 20, 30 people were killed. 30 were killed. Now, okay, let me dig down in the stack here. I got, I got a piece on this, um, and I'm going to come back to that one. Here it is. Fox News. Two days ago. Mexico says 3,586 soldiers were involved in the operation to catch El Chapo's son, Ovidio Guzman. Did you hear what I said? 3,586 soldiers to capture a drug cart. If you have to, folks, let me put that in perspective. That's roughly the same size as a U.S. Army brigade combat team. It took a brigade combat team to go in there and capture this drug lord. That's how well-equipped, that's how many men he has. It took a force of that size? Good gosh. So Mexico has revealed that 3,586 soldiers were used in the operation last week surrounding the capture of Ovidio Guzman, the son of the jailed drug cartel kingpin Joaquin El Chapo Guzman. The detention of Guzman of the Sinaloa State on Thursday resulted in violent clashes with cartel members in its aftermath, and it talks about the 30 dead. Here's this. In the course of that battle, they not only had 30 killed, they also captured arms and ammunition. They, they literally captured, I've got one article here that says how much. This one says 
they got 26 rifles, six 50 caliber machine guns, and 26 armored vehicles in that particular raid. Good gosh. By the way, uh, apparently one of the cottage industries right now is uh, they make homegrown armored vehicles, um, and they cruise the streets in these things. I mean, this is like Mogadishu or something. Um, and it's, 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 by the way, this is not a far-flung place. This is on our southern border, all right? This is a stone's throw from California, Arizona, and Texas. This is, this is, these are the people, by the way, who are running and human trafficking, running drugs and human trafficking across our borders on a daily basis. The Sinaloa cartel is one of the worst. Unbelievable. It's gotten so big. Hang on a second. Let me find the other article. Let me do this one. Why is this considered such a big deal? Why are the cartels fighting? Why are they doing this? I'll tell you why they're doing it. Because they're making massive, massive, massive amounts of money. And they are fighting to keep it. So you might say, well, Phil, we know that. They're getting rich. Uh, let, me, let me tell you how rich, all right? It says, for decades, illegal immigration, this is a story in the Daily Mail, by the way. Daily Mail, this is December 22nd. For decades, illegal immigration amounted to a side hustle for Mexico's ultraviolet cartel mafias. Uh, but no more. It says President Joe Biden's election and America's subsequent mass migration crisis has bestowed such fabulous riches upon the criminal organizations that traditionally drug trafficking is no longer the only prize worth dying for. It's no longer trafficking drugs through tunnels and, you know, across the Rio Grande. Now it's trafficking people. It says reporting indicates, listen to these stats, y'all. Reporting indicates that human smuggling became a multi-billion dollar business in 2021. And 2022 may have even surpassed drug smuggling proceeds altogether. No one knows exactly how much they make, but ICE, the Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE intelligence has taken a stab at it. One ICE estimate found that prior to 2018, 2018, prior to during the Trump administration, basically, human smuggling generated somewhere in the neighborhood of 500 million a year. That's a lot of money. 500 million. Boomer and I could use that for a lot of things. 500 million a year. In 2021 alone, it is estimated that the revenue for human smuggling has increased to $13 billion. Boomer's, Boomer's having him a moment right now. Yeah. $13 billion. $13 billion from $550 million. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I mean, I don't know what the percentage increase there is, but that's exponential. That's, yes, it is. That's, uh, that's beyond. Anyway, it says a lower ICE estimate pinned it down to maybe between 2 and $6 billion. Oh, okay. That's all. Um, but it goes on to say in this article in the Daily Mail, what happens What happens when those cartels can outgun the Mexican government? Well, what happens? It says the day that happens is the day America will face serious security, public safety, and even wider-ranging economic impacts, and there's plenty of evidence to suggest that day has already arrived. It says the cartel's growing arsenals and Mount Everest-sized piles of bribery cash may inalterably compromise Mexico's central and state governments. Whew. I mean, picture this. What we're looking at here is it may not be the entire country. There may be places where it is still rarely, fairly safe and stable, or at least untouched because it's so rural. But imagine in the United States. Imagine in the United States that a drug cartel was able to control all of Alabama. It had access to a port. It had airports. It had the state of Alabama. It had the Alabama government in its hands, let's say. 
and they armed themselves so efficiently that it took an entire brigade combat team to go in there and capture the leader. Can you imagine that happening in a portion of the United States like, let's just say, Alabama? That's what we're looking at right now in Mexico, a nation with about 1.2 million people. It has its own subsidiary, you know, uh, governmental entities like states. And the Sinaloa, the state of Sinaloa, is, is literally gone into, you know, failed state status. And they're having true wars with the Mexican government right now. Well, I'm going to get into whys, but let me just tell you this. Here's how I'll close out this piece. This is in large part, same article. That's because of President Andre Manuel Lopez Obrador's chosen, you know, attempt to try and embrace what's often been called comical uh, policy of hugs, not bullets. How well is that working out for him? says, but the cartels are reinvesting their massive profits. In March of 2022, inside four houses controlled by the Sinaloa cartel in the northern state of Sonora, the Mexican army recovered 2.8 million rounds of ammunition, 89 hand grenades, 20 machine guns, 650 caliber sniper rifles, and more than 150 handguns and automatic rifles and other bulletproof vests. In August of 2022, a report showed that the state of uh, Tamaulipas, I think it's called, seized 257 shop-built armored narco tanks, in other words, armored vehicles, monsters made out of semis, SUVs, and pickup trucks encased with thick steel and machine gun ports, and videos showed a well-kitted-out masked uh, group of cartel soldiers filling those vehicles. 257 armored vehicles on our southern border. I got more. We're going to take a break right now. We'll come right back from this break, and folks, I'm just going to tell you. The Department of Homeland Security... If you think the southern border is an issue because of mass migration, well, certainly it is. If you think it is because of the drug trade, well, certainly it is. But you need to add to that the fact that, it, you know, 100 years ago, we were fighting a war on the Mexican border because of insurgencies across by Pancho Villa. Do we want to see that again with the Sinaloa cartel? No. Bill Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right, making it cool to be a conservative. Hey, um, I'm looking at uh, the text lines have uh, blown up. I got some new textures in there. Uh, Rick from Hollywood, that's the original Hollywood, he points out, Hollywood, Alabama. Rick from Hollywood, we're glad you're listening, man. Right Side Ruffian, glad to have you. Um, Jason from Huntsville texted in. And with regards to the increase, uh, let me see what I'd like to hear. Um... He says, oh, good Lord. So, so yeah, that's a 2,600% increase in the amount of monies being made by the cartels for human trafficking just in the last two or three years. 2,600% 2, increase, says my mathematician Jason from Huntsville. Appreciate you, man. Uh, Paul from Athens uh, says the, uh, the, 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 the mouse, the, uh, the uh, cartel leader, uh, Ovidio uh, Lopez Guzman, I think his name was, um, that he is uh, 32 years old. Mm, okay. 
How about that? 32, living off daddy's coattails. He's the drug lord royalty. Um, uh, Wiley from Gunnersville, got your feedback. Uh, support law enforcement, absolutely appreciate you. We'll probably cover that topic again sometime soon. Um, John from Huntsville texted in and said, um, Phil, it took Katie Britt about just two weeks to visit the border. It took Joe Biden two years. And I, t- I totally agree. I looked up yesterday during the show, and there's Katie Britt on uh, National News, Fox, I think it was, down at the southern border with uh, Tennessee's Marsha Blackburn. So uh, glad to see it. So listen, uh, story here on Fox News. We talked about human trafficking. We talked about the drug wars, and I'm going to go back to that in a moment. Uh, Fox News has a piece that came out uh, a couple days ago. Um says that the fentanyl crisis should be atop Biden's agenda at the summit. If you're not familiar, Biden just uh, went down south. They had what they called the Summit of the Three Amigos. That's the presidents of Canada, Mexico, and the United States all got together, this time in Mexico City. Says um, a total of 379 million, wow, lethal doses of fentanyl have been seized. That's enough to kill every American in the United States. The number is disturbing as it is unsurprising. Over the last decade, fentanyl-related deaths in America have increased by 4,860%. God almighty. Reaching its highest levels of 80 ever. Um, 80,000 people died of fentanyl overdoses in 2021. The article points out this is no mere drug epidemic. This is a national security crisis. It's a silent war being waged on America's most vulnerable populations using poison as the weapon of choice. Cartels, in collaboration with China, are purposefully targeting vulnerable Americans, lacing additional drugs of fentanyl um, in order to increase rates of addiction and hiding fentanyl in counterfeit pain, anxiety, and ADHD medications. Wow. says, part of the reason for the explosive growth is the growth of the cartels themselves. These criminal gangs now have at least partial control over 70% of Mexican territory, according to this, um, this article. Did you hear what I said? These cartels that are at war right now with their own armored vehicles, heavy weaponry, grenades, and and being fought by the Mexican army, not by the police force, but by the Mexican army, have partial control over 70% of of Mexico's territory in this article. This, by the way, came out two days ago. Um, Wow. I mean, I, there's more in there, but I'm going to go on to the next article real quick before I run out of time. In fact, you know what? I know I'm not going to finish up. I'm going to finish this up after the top of the hour because this is why this is why I paused yesterday. But Boomer literally looked at me and goes, you can't cover that in the last part of the show. And I just, it was true. I was like, I got so much stuff. But it's also so important, y'all. We cannot for a second take for granted that the Biden administration is going to get this, you know, under control in the next few days. It's going to, it's going to be a major push, major and by the way, I've got an article here that we'll cover when I get back. It's already becoming a campaign issue for the 2024 elections. You think? Well, how about this? What did Trump say about sending U.S. Special Forces to Mexico? Oh, that's interesting. And I'll be honest with you. I got an opinion on this. Is it time for the use of the U.S. military to uh, do something about the cartels? I'll talk about it when we get back. Y'all stay tuned.
Are you right? You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live for hour number two in the Right Side Studios. Man, the local, the state, the national, the international. We cover down on all the issues. And like the dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Boomer, I think we need another camel. I think we just have to have it. Go for it. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. <laughs> Guess what day it is. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is. It's hump day. <laughs> okay, there we are. If you're here for the first time, hour number two, just know this. You've made it halfway through the week, and we're proud for you. So, um, all right. Hey, I'm, I'm going to wrap this segment up. Um, but, man, I mean, I could go all day on this. Got a lot of text, too. Uh, Brian from Huntsville said, should we annex Mexico? Uh, you know, the Marines have in the halls of Montezuma bit. Sounds a little better and better. Uh, I don't know that we want that liability, but... Um, at the very least, we'll talk about maybe what we could do. Uh, Jason from Huntsville says, military in Mexico? Why don't we just annex Mexico and stop the illegal immigration? That would definitely stop it because they'd suddenly be ours. Um, but uh, anyway, he says the Mexico National Guard would help solve the cartel issues. Yeah, they're trying. Um, and then uh, Paul from Athens says, did you know that Ovidio Guzman Lopez uh, ordered the death of a popular Mexican singer who had refused to sing at his wedding? I had not heard that, but I don't doubt it, man. I don't doubt it at all. Uh, Tony from Piedmont says Patton wouldn't stand for this crap. And I, <laughs> I, I agree. Here's the thing. What do we do about this? I, I told Charlene last night we were talking about this segment and the fact that I had saved it for today and even found more material this morning to use in it. And um, I told her, I said, you know what? I said, it takes a lot for me to get to this point to say this, but I am, I am right now, I would, I would, with, with careful application, I would not be opposed to the idea of the U.S. Department of Defense doing something about the Sinaloa cartels. Now, what would that be? I mean, first of all, I would say this. We need a strong leader, somebody who actually inspires the nation, us, and puts fear in the hearts of the opponents. That's the cartels and maybe even the Mexican government. We are beyond time for something truly effective to be done. You can't tell me we can't figure out where a drug lab is. You find a drug lab hiding in the jungles or in the outskirts of a, you know, uh, a small rural town or something like that, and just let the Mexican government know you've got 12 hours, after which we're going to put a JDAM missile right in the middle of it. I mean, I'm just telling you, it would change the dynamic. You burn it down or we will. We're, we have fentanyl rushing across our borders. It's flowing through the southern border like water through a pipe. We had almost 100,000 Americans die in the last year from fentanyl overdoses. We have people who are basically, there are ranchers and homesteaders on the, on the southern border, on the U.S. side, who find corpses in their yards and on their ranches. The sheriff in one of those uh, uh, Eagle Pass areas said that he literally finds bodies in the Rio Grande every day. Every day, there are lives being destroyed. Why are we sitting here watching this happen? It is time for some serious 
chutzpah in the leadership on the U.S. side of the border to say, you know what, we're done with you. You fix it or we will. And I don't mean that we're going to invade. I don't mean that we're going to occupy. I don't mean that we're going to roll tanks across the border. I'm not saying that at all. But there are, if, if Bill Clinton could put a missile into an aspirin factory, then by God, we could do the same thing with a fentanyl lab on the southern side of our border. Sinaloa cartel, you, you want to you wanna wait some more, we'll show you how. And oh, by the way, we got bigger guns. Um, you can make your homemade armored vehicles if you want to. Uh, we'll take them out. That, that's, that's where I'm at right now. I, I am so tired of seeing this happen. It is not, by the way, a small thing for me to say that. I am not cavalier with the use of military force. I am not an isolationist, but I am not by any stretch somebody who's, you know, uh, so hawkish that I'll look at throwing uh, military forces into something at willy-nilly. Not at all. You know, it, it's, it's just, I'm there. The, the lives being wasted because of the lack of effort by the Biden administration to enforce the laws on our southern border is killing people, U.S. and foreign nations, killing people. And the criminal elements are beyond just criminal elements now. They, are, they should be labeled as terrorist organizations. And when you do that, you change the dynamic. Suddenly their assets get frozen. Suddenly they can't have a, a mobility internationally. Uh, you, you change the dynamic. Um, Trump came out and said something. And by the way, uh, you know, there, there are times when I think Trump just says stuff. I, I, I like Trump's policies. There are times when I feel like Trump just says stuff, though, he, he, to grandstanding. But I'm having a hard time disagreeing with some of his points. Now, I don't know if I'd like his, his, his means. But Trump came out, article on January 5th, Fox News. It's not being covered much that I'm hearing. Former President Donald Trump said Thursday, that's last week, that if elected again as commander-in-chief, he will deploy U.S. special forces and other military assets to inflict maximum damage on cartels across the southern border. Trump, who announced his 2024 presidential campaign late last year, they say that because he's speaking as a candidate, said drug cartels are waging war on America and it's now time for America to wage war on cartels. He said, if I'm president, when I'm president is what he said, it will be the policy of the United States to take down the cartels just as we took down ISIS and the ISIS caliphate. And just as, unlike the situation we're in today, we had a very, very strong border. He said his administration oversaw the strongest border in the history of our country. I don't know about that, but there. Anyway, he went on to say he would order the Department of Defense to make the appropriate use of special forces, cyber warfare, and other overt and covert actions to inflict maximum damage on cartel leadership, infrastructure, and operations. And he would designate major cartels as foreign terrorist organizations. There you go. That's the former commander-in-chief making a statement about what he says he would do. Now, I recognize there would be an outcry. How dare you cross the southern border? We, we are an ally. If you're an ally, then fix your crap. Because right now, U.S. citizens are dying. U.S. property is being ravaged. U.S. assets are being drained. Because Mexico won't do its part. And by the way, they were doing their part far more under the Trump administration. What else is, I mean, look at this. Here's a story January 10th, yesterday. CBS uh, News. Five dismembered bodies found in bags near the Mexican resort town of Acapulco. Golly. Prosecutors in southern Mexico said Monday they found the bodies of five men in a village north of the Pacific Coast resort of Acapulco. By the way, they didn't just find dead men. This was a statement. You chop them up and put them in bags and put them out where they can be found. It's a, it's, a, it's a tactic of the cartels. It's a scare tactic. It says, we're here and we'll do this to you. 
Last month, eight people were killed in Acapulco, including five men who were gunned down in a bar. Last summer, the leader of the Guild of Restaurants, Bars, and Nightclubs in Acapulco, he was shot dead. Last April, three people were killed in a shooting and a subsequent chase at, the, at a beachside restaurant in Acapulco. There, you rarely see, now they say, more than just uh, locals uh, going vacation to Acapulco. It used to be a major destination. And then I've got this from Mexico News Daily. This was not taken out of a U.S., uh, you know, like redstate.com or town hall. No, this is Mexico News Daily. June 23rd of last year, two days after two elderly Jesuit priests were murdered in Chihuahua. By the way, did you hear that? Two elderly Jesuit priests, and by the way, they were executed in their church in Chihuahua. Heads of Jesuit universities slammed the past and present governments for failing to combat violence in Mexico and called on citizens to pressure the authorities to act. Here's a quote from, um, uh, he's a, a university rector named uh, uh, Juan Luis Hernandez Avendano. He says, when the state does not have control of territory and allows private armed groups to control it, we call that a failed state. He's talking about his own country. He says, in many parts of Mexico, authorities left a long time ago. So the people are alone, abandoned, subjected to the law of the strongest, subjected to the law of the jungle, the law of kidnapping, extortion, and murder, because federal and local governments are not interested in protecting us. And when they're murdering priests in their church, it has reached an entirely new level. Well, folks, it takes leadership on both sides of the border. I'll end this piece with this. I mean, I got more. I'm not going to get to all this stuff because there's no way to do it in, in 40 minutes. I, I literally, as I began to do this section, I was going to do a thing just on the border and the, and the, and the, 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 the mass migration across our southern border right now. It totally morphed when I began to realize the depth of the violence, the depth of the uh, failed state that we're looking at in Mexico and how close that is to our southern border. There are places like McAllen, Texas, where you can stand on one side and look at the houses on the other. It's not like this is far away. Governor Abbott, Texas Governor Abbott, um, President Biden came to El Paso. Governor Abbott made sure he was there. And he handed him a personally written letter. And in the letter, he said, this chaos, this is, this is Governor Abbott to the, this is, there's a picture, I've seen a picture of Governor Abbott you know, in his wheelchair hand, handing up a letter to President Biden who received the letter. And the letter says, this chaos is the direct result of your failure to enforce the immigration laws that Congress enacted. Your open border port part of policies have emboldened the cartels who grow wealthy by trafficking deadly fentanyl and even human beings. Texans are paying an especially high price for your failure, sometimes with their very lives, as local leaders from your own party will tell you if given the chance. On behalf of all Americans, I implore you, secure our border. That's one of, we only have 50 governors, that's one of them. He's a border governor. But then right across the way, you got to also recognize that leadership has to be on both sides of this border. And right now, the very idea, Forbes has an article that came out in September called Why is Mexico's Security Strategy Failing? It says during the administration of President Andre Manuel Lobardez Obrador, which they call AMLO, AMLO, Mexico has struggled with historically high levels of homicides. AMLO's government has overseen more murders than any other administration in Mexican history. It says, according to data from Mexico's National Institute of Statistics, 
the country recorded 42,676 murders during the first year of his predecessor, a time when Mexico was considered to be at war with the drug cartels. But under Lopez Obrador, the current president, the government has promoted the the slogan of hugs, not bullets. And they have seen 109,059 murders in the last two years. They've exceeded the records. I'm just telling you, folks, that's on our southern border. Whoo! Boomer, you better take me to a break, man. I got to recover. I have to get me some calories or something. We're going to switch gears. You want to call or text in, you're welcome to. But, yeah, uh, I'll take some text messages and calls if you want to. But, folks, uh, it's on our southern border, and it's got to get fixed. We'll switch to gears. Number two of the Triple Dipper, the new sheriff in town. What are Republicans up to? We'll talk about it. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative and just plain right, bringing the heat for conservatism. There's a new one. That just came out of my head. I don't know where that came from. Bringing the heat for conservatism. All right. Hey, we kind of wrapped that whole segment up there. Um, but uh, what we got? did. But I mean, even for someone like me, I mean, I, I read a lot on all this stuff going on. I still had not... I mean, no clue about how much was going on down there. Yeah. Well, and that's I, what, what kind of just blew me, blew me away just now. I'm like, wow, I just could not believe, you know, all those statistics. Well, it, it blew me away. I mean, like I said, I started off to make this segment about one thing and it morphed into a kind of an entirely different tangent. It's, right. It's, you know, when, when I tell you where it hit me, man, was um, when I was doing this and I realized that they say that they had to use so many troops that it equates to a brigade combat team. Now, brigade combat team, for those who've been in the Army, you, you know that that's, that's huge. 3,800 soldiers. That's to go capture one dude. What, what does that say about what the one dude had to help fight back with? Right. I mean, I mean that, yeah, that, that blows my mind. I mean, you ever been to Mexico? Uh Yes. Uh, a few what? times mission trips or uh, trip, mission uh, trips and then uh, um, vacation tour yeah. tour life and vacation yes. yeah would you go mm. back tomorrow not tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> not anytime soon <laughs> no that's that's where i'm at right now i mean and, and by the way mexico is a beautiful place if you've ever gone down there uh and had a chance to see some of the uh, like you know uh Ishkare is a great place off of cozumel it's you know it's aztec uh i think it's aztec or inca um, and then the you know, things that are just—it's amazing to see these places, uh, to go diving in the in the crystal clear blue waters, you know, along the coast. Um, but but man, not right now. We got a caller on the yeah. line. I'm yeah, so sorry, yeah, I some senators. Yeah, is that line one, Brian from Huntsville? Brian, how you doing, man? Uh, doing okay. Lightning fast. I want to withdraw my idea about annexing Mexico. <laughs> current current strategy it, it, it's, because I think strategy get Panama Canal back, you get the Isthmus back. You can control some of this stuff coming through there, but well, yeah. uh, we can't even we can't even control 
Portland, Oregon, or Seattle, or Chicago. We can't get crime down there. There's no way we were matched for a cartel. Well, you know, in, uh, it, at least it's uh, it's a bunch of hippies uh, trying to pretend they're tough guys with black masks on in Portland. Down there in, uh, in Mexico, they've got armored vehicles and, and heavy weapons. Indubitably. Indubitably. Thank you. Y'all have a good one. Thank you, brother. Bye. See you. Um, yeah, I mean, and the text line, by the way, blew up. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I couldn't keep up with all, everything. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just looking at it going, good Lord. That's, uh, okay, what all we got here? Um, the, uh, I mean, uh, and Allie, I don't have time to read the whole text. Allie uh, from Athens just texted in and said, this is, this is a, from a spiritual warfare standpoint, you know, and she, she went on to talk about the fact that uh, it is necessary for us to have intercessory prayer uh, for the, uh, the people down there. Um, she said Juarez is one of the most demonic places they've ever encountered. Uh, she, she named some of the uh, leaders of the uh, uh, spiritual warfare, um, uh, not spiritual warfare movement, but, the, but leaders in the prayer movement. Um, I agree, Allie. It, it's wow. Uh, George from Huntsville. Uh, Biden is willing to wage a proxy war with Russia and spend billions while our southern border is controlled by drug cartels that import drugs, killing more Americans in a year than were killed in all the wars the U.S. was involved in since Vietnam. Indeed. John from Decatur, General Petraeus in the 101st, they took care of Mosul. Yes, they did. By God, screaming Ingalls. Um, Randall from Newmarket, how about 10 AC-130 air sh- uh, gunships? <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. You put one on station 10,000 feet, sighting in with that 105 and a couple of miniguns, and uh, they can do some, they can do some, but bring that rain. Uh, Jeremy from Huntsville, uh, the Democrats will stop migration to the southern border if they see it will no longer serve their agenda. Flood the population with pro-Republican propaganda like commercials and leaflets. <laughs> Go make Republicans in Mexico and then bring them in is what you're saying. No, he's not saying that at all. Uh, Jeff from Holly Pond. I wonder what Trump would do. Well, I just told you Trump says he would send in the U.S. military. Uh, Doman from uh, Harvest. Uh, that's spelled dope, dope. Doman from uh, Harvest is J. Dams, J. Sows, and Tomahawks. I could see it. I could. Hey, we're going to come right back in a minute. Switch gears. New sheriff in town, but I got to tell you, there's a bit of breaking news. Uh, thank you. And again, now I got to find out who it was that sent it to me. I, I'd lost the text. Um, it may have been Paul from it was. It was Paul from Athens sent me in a link. I had also just seen it up on the screen. Uh, there's a live report going right now on Fox. It says Biden aides have discovered another batch of classified documents in a different location. What? Yep. Uh, story right here that I'm looking at that. Uh, uh, he sent to me, says uh, on NBC News, Biden aides find a second batch of classified documents at a new location. Go figure. All right, folks, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> 